Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. On today's episode, I am going to give you my take on Biden's 401k plan reform proposal. So I wanted to do this special podcast episode, um, give you a little bit of a bonus um, on, I think, a very important, interesting topic on how Biden, uh, Vice President Biden, seeks to change the way people save through a 401k plan. So again, I want to just highlight the fact that this is a bipartisan podcast. This is not a political commentary at all on Trump, Biden, or anything to do with the election. I'm coming at this as a tax attorney, someone who's been in the retirement business for 11 years, someone who's helped thousands of clients um, use IRAs, 401ks to find benefit plans to make investments, both traditional and alternative, and someone who's written eight books on retirement plans. So I spent some time researching his proposal, and I'll go through it in some detail. I actually did a, another Adam Talks about a month or so ago, and you can check it out um, on um, this same proposal, but uh, had less information. So what I wanted to do now is focus uh, more on the proposal and its potential impact. I also am going to touch on some historical, uh, I think, uh, evidence of, of what a similar plan has done in the past. Um, and then we can kind of conclude and, and look at some of the pros and cons of the reform. Uh, again, I'm coming at this as a tax attorney. I believe in the U.S. retirement system. It works. Why? Because it's based off two concepts that are very important. The ability to make tax deductions, meaning the more you put into your IRA or 401k, the greater ability to reduce current taxation by gaining tax deductions if you do pre-tax contributions. And then the power of deferral. The more money in your plan, the more money it's able to grow without tax, uh, which according to Albert Einstein and Warren Buffett is the eighth wonder of the world, the concept of tax deferral. So those are the two principal reasons why the 401k and IRA are so popular. There's 50 million IRAs, $10 trillion. There are approximately, according um, to ICI.org, it's about $6.3 trillion in assets uh, in 401ks out of about $32 trillion in the U.S. retirement market. In 2018, there was more than 58 million Americans who were active 401k participants, and there are more than 580,000 401k plans. Okay, so we're talking about a lot of voters here, a lot of people. When you add the IRA and 401ks, uh, it's about 108 million accounts. Now, clearly some people have multiple accounts, so it's not 108 million people, but there's a lot of people, okay? At least 50 to 60 million people out there have an IRA or 401k. So we're talking about a big universe of Americans and obviously voters, okay? So let's really just start with the proposal. Okay, and a lot of this is from his website and, um, you know, what his campaign 
has released. But Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are proposing 401k changes to essentially, they hope, turbocharge retirement planning and saving for people in the two lowest tax brackets. So their goal, again, is to help people that are low to middle income earners, the ability to make higher tax deductions, get a credit, even if they're putting in money into a 401k, and even if they're a lower tax bracket of 10, 15%, his proposal is going to give them a 24% deduction, essentially, for what they put in. Okay, so, however, if you make more than $400,000, and you're in the upper tax bracket of 35%, you're actually going to get a reduced amount that you can deduct. Instead of being able to deduct essentially 35% of the deduction, because that's what your tax bracket is, they're going to only give you a 24% deduction. Okay, and we'll go through some examples. So they hope that these changes uh, would be structured so the taxes do not rise for people earning uh, up to $400,000. Yes, a lot is still unknown. Um, more is known today than it was a few months ago, but it's still unknown. Yes, Biden has to win. Yes, the Democrats have to take the Senate in order for him to even pass this. Again, I don't think even if he wins the election and the Democrats take the Senate, I don't think retirement reform is going to be a hot topic. Uh, I think healthcare, you know, immigration, um, COVID. I mean, he's got a lot of things on his plate if he if he wins the election. I don't think playing around with people's 401k plans is going to be top of the list. So I'm going to just preface what I'm about to say with I don't think this reform will ever pass. And there's historical justification for that. Uh, people have been talking about playing around with the 401k since the biggest change, which we'll talk about Tefra in 1982. And that was an absolute disaster, which I'll go into. So again, uh, you're talking a lot of people here. Most people are happy with the way the 401k plan system works. It's a system based off uh, basically the elective responsibility of the participant to put money in, there's high deductions, the ability to gain from deferral. Uh, more and more businesses are, especially small businesses, are, are understanding the benefits of offering retirement plans. So the system works. So um, I'm not surprised that the Biden uh, team put this out because every candidate always puts something out uh, for 401k or IRA reform. Um, again, I don't think this is going to go anywhere, but it's very interesting to talk about the proposal because I think ultimately, they have the right intent. The intent is they hope that they're going to um, allow people that are earning less money to gain greater deductions, uh, which will lower their tax liability. It's not going to put more money in their plan, but it's going to give them a higher deduction for what they put in, which is positive. I guess I would rather the government just give people extra money in their account while they're at it, instead of just giving the deduction, since they're giving people a free deduction. Uh, essentially, why not just put the money in the 401k so the actual participant can benefit from it? But I guess that's going way beyond the scope of this. Um, so I, I, I applaud the intent. Um, I, I just don't think it's going to move the needle. And I think there's a negative because, we'll, as we'll see, it may discourage business owners from sending up plans or, or even causing some business owners to cancel plans because they're not able to make um or, or receive a, a high enough deduction to make the expenses of the plan worthwhile. So essentially, that's kind of where we go. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to impact defined benefit plans, although the Biden campaign saying it will impact IRAs, simple IRAs, uh, SEP IRAs, 
401ks. So it's potentially a huge universe of people that this can uh, impact. Um, they're hoping it makes retirement planning more equitable across all income levels. Uh, we do that by making the tax benefits to retirement savings the same in dollars for both lower income and upper income taxpayers. However, obviously the side effect means that lower retirement tax breaks for higher income taxpayers um, may have a negative impact because at the end of the day, the business owner is the one deciding, he or she, whether they're going to offer the plan. So if they feel that that 24% is not enough of a deduction versus the 35% they were getting, uh, they may say, you know what, uh, it's not for me. I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to save through a 401k and, and thus I'm not going to offer benefits to my employees. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but um, the, the impact of this could be greater and we'll see what happened in 1982 with Tefra. Um, so how, how does this whole thing work? Um, the whole idea is they want to make these deductions tax neutral and they basically want to give people that make under $400,000 essentially a 24% tax credit. That's the number that they feel equals tax neutrality. Okay, and I don't want to go into the whole uh, calculation. I actually spent some time on it on a previous podcast, so you can check it out. Um, but just know that the magic number is essentially 24% tax credit. Okay, and that's the size of the tax credit that the tax foundation estimates, you know, Biden needs to balance the tax impact of the treasury. So they still achieve its policy goal and they hopefully boost the, the saving incentive for lower income people. Um, so the way it works in sum is the equalized tax benefits and retirement saving plans. Basically, you would get a 24% okay, credit. So let's take an example. If you're a single taxpayer in 2021, your taxable income is as much as 41,000, or if you're married filing jointly with taxable income of up to 82,000, you'll end up with more retirement savings if you contribute as much as you did under the Biden proposal. That's because for every $1,000 you contribute to one of these retirement saving plans under the Biden proposal, your tax bill will go down by as much as a net $134, right? Because you're getting a 24% credit versus maybe your tax bracket was only 15 or 20%. Okay, so they're giving you a bonus tax deduction. And this is a calculation according to the Independent Tax Foundation. However, if you're in the highest bracket, 37%, the marginal tax rate applies to single pay people with taxable income of 530,000 or so. Um, if applied to marry filing jointly, of income above 635,000, according to the calculation, you're going to receive a tax bill of an increase. Your taxes will increase by $206 for every thousand. So what's going on here? Basically, they're helping people out that's in a lower tax bracket than 24%. They're giving you a bonus deduction. Even if your tax bracket's 15%, they're gonna give you a 24% deduction for what you put in, hopefully encouraging you to make more contributions and helpfully you reduce your taxes, which is a good thing, sure. But if you're a higher income tax bracket, you're going to actually receive, instead of a 35% or 37% deduction for what you put in to the plan, you're only going to receive a deduction of 24%. So it's going to reduce the amount you can deduct and thus your income taxes will go up under the Biden proposal than what is currently uh, in place today in 2020. So that in a nutshell is how it works. Again, the, the intent is good. You're helping low-income people save more 
um, well, at least get a higher deduction. They're not saving more. The idea is maybe you'll encourage them to save more. Not sure. I think low-income people are um, hopefully, they have limited capacity in what they can save anyways. Um, so I'm not sure it's going to really move the needle. Yes, it will lower their tax, which is great. Um, but maybe they'd be better off just giving uh, them the extra money in their 401k and locking that in where they can't touch it maybe till they're 72, but that money is growing in a special account. Um, that obviously would be more advantageous to them than a tax deduction. But clearly the, the treasury and government wouldn't, wouldn't want to just give people free cash. Although, you know, with COVID, we've, we've been doing that and some of the you know, progressive Democrats certainly don't have an issue with, with just handing out free checks to people. Um, so that ultimately, you know, who knows down the road, that may end up being a proposal is instead of doing this, this increased credit slash deduction, we'll just give you free money into your 401k for certain income tax bracket um, persons. Um, so let's look at some of the negatives. Okay. We just talked about some of the pros. Uh, the negatives are the following. Reality is that business owners make decisions selfishly, okay? Um, it's not a popular opinion. It's just the truth. When you own a business, um, you care about your team, you care about your employees, but ultimately you're making decisions that benefit yourself, okay? And if you just look at numbers here, um, according to the uh, Census Bureau, there's 5.6 million employer firms in the United States, Firms with fewer than 500 workers account for 99.7% of those businesses. Firms with fewer than 100 workers account for 98.2%. Firms with fewer than 20 workers make up 89%. So what do the numbers tell us? Those numbers tell us that most people work for small businesses, okay, under 100 employees, right? In those cases, you're not talking about Apples and Googles and Teslas, public companies with boards and, and compensation boards. You're talking about businesses where one, two, three, four people are making decisions. Like, should we contribute to a 401k? Should we keep our 401k? Should we do a SEP? Should we do an IRA? Should we do a defined benefit plan? Should we do a 401k? So those people are making decisions. Yes, they care about their employees. I'm not saying otherwise, but they also care about themselves. So the, the risk is that if you are taking deductions away from those people, maybe those people, some of those business owners are in the 30 or 35% bracket. If you're reducing their deduction to 24%, so you're taking 10, 12% away as a tax deduction, will some of them say, you know what? I don't know. Is this, is this worth doing? You know, we, we have to pay a TPA, 1500 bucks. We pay the investment advisor. We have all this annoyance. We got to fall 5500s and all this stuff. Are we better just saving a different way? Is it worth having these type of plans? Now they may say, yeah, it's still worth it. 24% is better than zero. Or, Hey, I may do a Roth. And, that, and that's the next thing I'll talk about. This could, you know, increase the popularity of Roths. Um, but, um, you, you may have some to say, you know what? It's not worth it. Uh, I want the maximum deduction. If I can't get it, uh, maybe I'm not going to save through a retirement plan. I'll just put the money away and, and save, you know, through a personal uh, account. So that is the risk, right? Because at the end of the day, 99, 98.2% of employees are, or people are working for companies with less than a hundred, um, workers and, and 89% less than 20 workers. So we're talking about, small businesses and business owners make those decisions um, based off their own interests. Um, for example, charity, 
right? We all know that charities need money. We all believe in helping charities. We all have charities we, we care about and support and love. But at the same time, if the government changed the tax rules and said there's no deductions for charities, you will see less people giving money. Now, it doesn't mean that they're less interested in helping charities out or they care less about the charity. However, at the end of the day, they make that decision that, you know, I'm not getting the deduction. Uh, maybe I'll spend that money differently. And that's just reality. We, we, we have to face facts. And, and that's just the way it is. Business owners sometimes make decisions based off their personal interest. So what happened in TEFRA? Okay, TEFRA was a tax act that came about in 1982. And it was the biggest tax increase in U.S. history, actually. Okay, when you adjusted it with inflation. So uh, I don't really remember 1982, right? Um, I was seven years old at that point. Um, but I've heard a lot about TEFRA and I heard a lot about the 1986 Tax Act, right? We all did. President Reagan, right? So 82, not a lot of people talk about TEFRA, but it was a disaster. Okay. And actually some people thought it, it you know, basically ruined Carter's chance to uh, be reelected. So what happened with TEFRA is it increased taxes and it didn't just increase taxes. It changed the way people save for retirement. It actually reduced considerable amounts, the amount that you can put into a 401k plan. You know, for example, um, in 1982, the dollar limit was increased uh, to 45,475. Annual additions consist of employer contributions and the such. And such. TEFRA reduced that to 30,000. Okay. It, so in 1981, you were able to put up to $45,000 away in a 401k under TEFRA, just 30,000. Okay. That was a huge, huge, huge reduction. Okay. And it also reduced benefits for combo 401k and DB plans. And there were some other, um, you know, reduction in benefits, uh, to the retirement system. But what happened is it created and caused a recession, a major recession. It, um, was a disaster. Um, basically it was response to the IRTA Act, which passed a year earlier and remains the largest tax cut. So there was a, a tax cut and then TEFRA came in and increased taxes and um, it didn't work, okay? It was a really um, you know, negative um, you know, point in the, in the U.S. Um, you know, economy. Um, and basically, the U.S. was in the middle of a, a severe double-dip recession when TEFRA was passed. And it didn't work. It didn't help at all. And it made things actually worse. So I'm not saying that 2020 is similar to 1982. But again... Um, the similarities are, um, the EFRA Act, which was in 81, which was a huge tax decrease, which President Trump did in 2017. And now we're in a situation, it's like in 82, there was some potential recession, um, flavor brewing, just like 2020, we're dealing with COVID. Uh, TEFRA was passed in order to, um, you know, increase revenues for the treasurer. It didn't work. Now, the Biden proposal is different. Obviously, it's not going to uh, increase taxes. At least it's, it's saying it's not increased taxes for the majority of Americans, only on the super rich. But the Biden proposal will reduce benefits of the 401k, not to the extent of TEFRA. Um, and TEFRA was across the board. It wasn't just for um, the non-rich. you know, rich. So I don't want to say TEFRA is akin to the Biden plan. I'm just kind of setting out some historical perspective that when you reduce retirement benefits, sometimes the projected benefits don't materialize. So 
My conclusion is, um, as a tax attorney, I wouldn't touch the, the U.S. retirement system. Uh, I think it works. I think you can make small adjustments, but I think the credit um, will, won't move the needle on encouraging lower income people to save more. Uh, I think you're better off just giving them um, the money. I think if you want to encourage people to save, if you tell them, listen, um, if you put in X amount, we will do a 1% or 2% match on that money instead of a deduction or, or as a benefit that means more to people when they see their 401k account grow than, than a smaller or a bit of an increase in a deduction. So again, I don't think it's going to move the needle. I don't think you're going to see many businesses cut 401ks because it's not like the deduction is going from 35% to zero. It's still 24%. You're only losing 10, 12%. Most business owners, I still see, will believe will see the benefits of offering a 401k, both selfishly and to their employees. So I, I still think that um, you're going to have 401ks grow in popularity or, or remain popular. Uh, but uh, I just don't see the need for it. Um, I don't think, again, it's going to have a huge impact. And I feel strongly that the Biden team should, probably should be focusing on other areas if they want to stimulate savings and, and obviously stimulate the economy. This will actually reduce tax revenues for the government. So it's not going to increase revenues like tax, like TEFRA. It will reduce revenues because it will increase deductions for the low to middle class. Um, however, Will this get passed? Um, ultimately, I don't think so. Uh, we've seen this um, every four years, um, people kind of proposing tweaks to the retirement system. Uh, I don't think you'll um, ever see this. There's always threats. Uh, the last time you know Congress passed anything uh, was, was the mid-80s, uh, TEFRA, and it didn't work. Um, again, the retirement system has big, big lobbyist groups, same with um, you know, financial institutions who are not keen to seeing changes to the way people are saving. You're talking about a $32 trillion industry of retirement investments. So anytime that people want to play with it and could potentially shift uh, some of that industry somewhere else, it's, you're not going to see much momentum. So all in all, uh, my take is that, listen, I encourage anytime we encourage people to save for retirement, um, I'm for it. Okay. Um, I think the proposal has holes in it. Uh, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, I don't think it will increase the way low to middle class people are saving. I think it could potentially have a negative effect by having high income earners cut uh, their savings through a 401k or potentially even cutting plans for their small business. And I think if TEFRA shows anything, when you start cutting retirement benefits, it, it has an opposite effect. Um, and again, the Biden plan's not cutting benefits across the board, but it's cutting it for high income earners. And guess what? High income earners are the ones that own businesses. That's just facts. That's reality. And if you're going to limit the what they can put in and their deductions, you run the risk that they may reduce their um, keen interest to maintain 401k plans, which ends up hurting uh all of us. So when you look at the facts that you know 89% of all workers work in businesses with less than 20 employees, um, now you have to be a little bit concerned that that business owner may say, you know what, I pay a couple grand to administer this thing. I, you know, I'm paying uh, all these uh, fees to investments. 
I'm limited in my investments. I got to buy these annoying mutual funds and ETFs. Um, it's a pain. I'd rather just save personally the deductions. They're cutting my deductions. I'm not gaining the full benefits. I may look otherwise or to other areas to invest. So again, um, it's an interesting uh, proposal. Um, I wish there was a little bit more information on how this credit would work. Um, but it really just boils down to the Biden team hoping uh, to encourage low to middle class people to save more. The deduction credit, um, they hope will do so. I'm not so sure. And I'm concerned, again, the impact on business owners um, and their ability to uh, maintain plans. Now, the last thing I, I want to say is Roth, right? I talked about Roth earlier. This could be a boon to the, the Roth 401k, Roth IRA lovers. Why Roth? There's no deductions. So if you feel that you're not keen on doing a 401k, or making contributions because your deduction now is only 24% versus 35%, you may end up just going Roth, right? And this Biden proposal has nothing to do with Roth. There's no evidence that this will impact Roth since Roths are not tax deductible. Uh, anyways, it's after tax accounts. So this may be a um, really uh, big game um, changer for Roth investors, who, who, especially high net worth people that may say, um, since there's no income thresholds in 401ks, I'm going to do a Roth in a 401k. You're taking my deduction down from 35 to 24. You know what? Forget it. I'm just going Roth and I'll, I'll lock in my tax-free gains as long as I'm over 59 and a half. The Roth's been open at least five years. I don't care about deductions. I'm never going to pay tax again. So um, the Biden proposal, if it ever passed, uh, which again, it's going to, he's going to need to win the election. The Democrats are going to need to win the Senate. And there's going to need to be some momentum to focus on retirement, which I don't think, you know, living through COVID and through all the other problems we're facing now in America, uh, potential you know, recession, high unemployment. Um, I just don't see, you know, any momentum to get anything down. But if it does happen, uh, I think the Roth will be a big winner in this ultimately um, for, for the high net worth people that say, uh, it's just not moving the needle. I want a bigger deduction. So if I can't get it, I'm going Roth. So that's my take, um, on Biden's 401k plan reform. Um, if you want more info, you check out uh, a previous podcast I did on it. Um, and I promise I will update you. We're getting close to the election. So there may not be more information in the coming weeks, but if something does pop up, I promise I will update everyone with a special podcast. I hope you enjoy this, this special uh, episode on uh, the Biden plan, uh, 401k plan reform. I hope you stay safe and you stay healthy. And um, I'll look forward to chatting with uh, all you guys uh, again next week. Be well. Thank you.